Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome to another episode of Friends Friends. My name's Pete Allison and here is Dave Cribb. Ahoy and also hoy. Uh, are we well? Yeah, I'm all right, thanks. Uh, I do have to warn you. Yep. Um, oh, are you all right, by the way? Yeah. Okay. Um, I do have to warn you that uh, I've got a delivery arriving at any moment. Oh, have you? What is it? Um, it's just a couple of books, Dave. What sort of books? Um thrillers dave thrillers just um i'm so in need of some drama that i thought i'd, I'd read order some drama. to your door yeah yeah i am um, i recorded uh, another podcast this morning and had a delivery interrupted midway through so i not only understand i can also completely empathize oh good and i had a lemon squeezer delivered so <laughs> pretty cool Sunday this week, for me. You and me were texting about things that we've bought because we're so bored. Yeah. Why don't you share what you sent me photos of? <laughs> Hang on, what is? It? I, I have to check because I've, I've the fridge. So, oh yeah, I got a drinks. Yeah, my drinks fridge. Did I send you a picture of the ice machine as well? Yeah, ice machine and a drinks fridge. <laughs> gone nuts mate. you're just slowly turning your flat into an actual bar it's a solid investment then i don't have to actually go out once the world goes back to normal you know yeah i can just if i if i you know if i spend the equivalent of a couple of nights out money on sprucing up the flat you know then it's all it's a solid investment so there you go that's my week have you bought any fridges this week uh no fridges no. just um just a couple of <laughs> just a couple <laughs> God, we're so old and boring. Uh, Life is so dull now, isn't it? But at least we've got a good episode to talk about. We have indeed another double requester. Yeah. It's becoming quite the theme of late, isn't it? It is. Uh, So Susie is uh, the cue jumper this time, because she only requested this at the end of January. Um, By saying, ahoy, ahoy, absolutely love the podcast. Have you done the one in Vegas part two yet? I check myself, but it's Friday night, so I'm too drunk to scroll and you have a spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah, <fair. laughs> It's my absolute favourite episode, Ross and Rachel at their best. So, yeah, we haven't done it yet, Susie, but it had been requested in... Not too bad, actually, by our standards, Pete, September. Okay. So only a cool five months ago by another Amy. Oh, Amy. Who says, Ahoy, hoy, Pete and Dave. I love your podcast and I've been obsessed with it since the very beginning. I can't believe the one in Vegas part two hasn't been discussed yet. See, Susie. Amy checked. Mm. Didn't even need to ask us. 
Um, it has the iconic Rachel and Ross pendoodles and, of course, their wedding. Um, although the plot with Joey and his hand twin is absolutely batshit crazy, it really is. And Monica and Chandler are boring when they're in love. Yeah, she says, I'm definitely team Richard. But the two episodes in Vegas have always been the ones that stick in my mind when it comes to friends, Amy. And then she also followed up her request, Pete, this week with a quiz. Because, oh. as you know, on this podcast, only people called Amy can furnish us with quizzes. Yes, exactly. So we have a replacement Amy. Uh, original quizzed Amy is uh, taking Getting a well-earned week off. Week off. Yeah. Exactly. Probably going on holiday or something, you know? Something exciting. Uh, maybe she's getting a fridge delivered. Maybe she's getting... Or a couple of books. <laughs> Depends what she, what her idea of fun is, Pete. Uh, so it's The One in Vegas, part two, season five, episode 24. Uh, we've sort of had the synopsis there, haven't we? Yeah. The only plot line that hasn't been mentioned is um, Phoebe and the Lurker. Phoebe and the Lurker, yeah. Another sort of minor plot. I think we should sort of probably tick off Phoebe and the Lurker first. And do you know what, actually, weirdly, Monica and Chandler, despite in my head this being like a big episode about them, they're not really, A, in it that much, and B, it's not very interesting their bit, is it? Well, this whole episode is sort of split into four bits, isn't it? Because you've got Phoebe on her own with her own story, and Joey on his own with his own story, although Phoebe makes a cameo in that. Isn't that weird when you think about the fact they're all in Vegas for one night? (laughs) They're not even together. (laughs) The six pals are there for this one night in Vegas, and Joey's just gone off to try and convince a croupier that they've got similar hands, and Phoebe's in a battle with an old lady. Like, what a bizarre holiday this is i know it's sort of monica and chandler's wedding anniversary so it makes sense that they would go off but considering their social dynamic which is always together it's kind of odd isn't it i really like this phoebe little plot though because it's sort of she's great when she's sort of on her edge of behaving in an acceptable way and when she's sort of getting she is essentially getting quite aggressive towards an old lady and and has this this (laughs) this nemesis and it's just quite sort of inherently phoebe-ish isn't it so yes so she's got this battle with the uh old lady who not only has this woman been in friends before as presumably a different character but also it was only about 10 12 episodes ago it was in this same season earlier on in the season but she put in such a stunning performance That's walking it. past Phoebe collecting donations that yeah. she's back with a speaking role. Well, exactly. That's that. She's been she's been promoted. She sort of um, walks very slowly and fragilely past uh, Phoebe, doesn't she, in the first time that, that uh, we see her. So I presume she's supposed to be two different characters. But it's interesting that on both occasions she interacts with an aggressive Phoebe. There's a great physical comedy moment as well where she just, the, the old lady just sort of appears at the top of some machines, yeah. doesn't she? <laughs> How she got up there then? Got her own stepladder. Yeah, absolutely. Always bring a stepladder to a casino. Also, Phoebe does literally coin her at one point. She <laughs> she does she does throw throw a coin at her aggressively. It, when you, yeah, when you really break down what this what this plot line is, what if Phoebe effectively verbally and almost physically assaults an old lady. Yes. <laughs> it's it's a curious one for a season finale, and then isn't it? Potentially steals her winnings. Yeah, well exactly, this is it. I mean, it's it's a strange is it a testament to Phoebe's honesty that actually when the guy says is that her quarter, she could have easily have just said no and there's yeah. no way of proving it, but instead she goes off on this sort of slightly strange uh, attempt to <laughs> persu- I mean, having said that she's been honest, 
she does then immediately lie and say that the old lady sells drugs to kids. So I, that is one of my favorite moments in this episode when she does the sort of she sells drugs, sells to, drugs kids, to kids, tries to disguise what she's saying. Yeah, I love that. It's a lovely insight into Phoebe's little weird brain, isn't it? Going, this is the surefire way of getting out of this situation. Although, in defence of Phoebe, the one sort of very menacing and threatening thing the old lady says after Phoebe invites her outside, presumably for a fight. Yeah. The old lady says, uh, I wouldn't want to see you lose a chunk of that pretty blonde hair. As well, that's she's going to tear the hair from Phoebe's head. Yes, I guess that is the saving grace that Phoebe's not attacking an innocent old woman. She's attacking a woman. Crack on, Phoebe. Up, that's up for a fight. Beat her up. Take her. <laughs> Uh, you'll be pleased to know, though, Pete, that the fun sponges have spoiled this plot even more than we have. The oh, internet yeah? the internet fun sponges, because, uh, and I quote, Although lurking is possible in some casinos, in Las Vegas, all the machines are centrally controlled by a computer, so this phenomenon would not occur. Yeah. So um, the machines don't sort of act like individuals in that. It's just all one big computer. So um, next time you watch that, just remember. It's all bollocks. What a waste of everybody's time. So, um, to the hand twin. <laughs> yes. When you go back to that sort of writer's room pitching plot ideas, this must have got a sort of, are you being serious? Right. Trickle when someone this pitches is, it, you know? This is another hard one for me to get my head around because I know the joke is that Joey is so convinced by something that isn't a thing, Yeah. right? That's the joke. But he has gone so far in his head with this, not only to find it remarkable that this person supposedly has a hand that looks a lot like his, but that it's also possible to monetize that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's this based on? What, what is, it, it, it's, it's a bit sort of lockdown cons- denies, isn't it? It's, it's a bit sort of like you've gone so far down the madness yes. that it's obviously based on absolutely no evidence. But Well, there's one point where he says that NASA would want to talk to them. <laughs> I think this is, I just I can't help but feel they must have been a bit tipsy when this was being written yeah. because it just goes in so many like semi-surreal directions, doesn't it? And of course, then he manages to rope Phoebe in to sort of, yes. to, 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 to back up the madness. Um, and that is never a good, a good and that sign. scene is another great example of Joey and Phoebe being a great, really daft combination. Yes. Yeah. It's, I mean, Phoebe coming in actually there does distract away from what is just socially worrying behaviour from Joey to sort of sit at the table, stretch his hands out. He's just going, uh, uh, every time. It's almost like using his hands to flirt. Yeah, it's really strange. It's really strange. Um, But shout out to Filofax, though, because that that very much dates it when Phoebe's trying to do her businesswoman spiel. There was a kid's version of a Filofax, wasn't there? Do you you know what I'm on about? No. Oh, they used to, I used to have like a kid's version of a final fact. I'm going to have to Google this. There was like a kid's... When you say a kid's version, do you just mean a smaller... Yeah, but it was like branded. Yes, fun facts. Fun the, facts? I'm going to send you a picture. I do remember this. Yeah, I used to have one of those. You had like stickers in it. Although, by the way, look how much that's going for on eBay. £50 plus tax? <laughs> Absolutely fine for now, thanks. Yeah, I had one of those. Fun facts. Yeah, I had a fun fact as well. You're quite right. God, imagine imagine that at some point in history, the entertainment industry has tried to make a personal organiser into a kid's toy. Yes. Like, what a bold and clearly successful move, because we both had one. Although I regret to announce that someone is selling one on eBay and they've called it a vintage retro fun fact. Mm. So I really resent 
that uh, anything I previously owned is called vintage. Yeah, it's hard to hear that, isn't it? Retro and vintage when it's just things from your childhood. Mm. <sighs> um, let's move on from that before we get sad. <laughs> um, Dave, I've had a notification. Oh, yeah. My package is seven stops away. Will it arrive? We might get through the podcast without it arriving at that rate, unless it's seven very close stops. Well, having things delivered is basically as exciting as, as life gets. So um, I really hope that everyone is now invested in this kind of yeah. episode narrative of whether it's going to arrive in time. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're oh, yeah absolutely. Clearly, clearly you're invested. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't a deliberate yawn at that time. It was something about my brain just sort of went, <laughs> this would be a good time to yawn. <laughs> um, this plotline also features the iconic uh, original composition, This Hand Is Your Hand, which... Yeah, that is great. For, for us Brits uh, who weren't previously aware of the song, the original song, you know, it just reminded me that we got lots of messages on inauguration day when Jennifer Lopez sang This Land yes, Is Your Land. Yes, of course. <laughs> Yes. Um, a, a lot of Brits especially going, I didn't realise that was a song. <laughs> we just thought Joey made it up. Um, because, yeah, it's it's not a well-known song here at all, is it? There's quite a lot, actually, in this episode of Very American. We'll get on to Bob Saget in a bit, hmm. for example. There's a lot of things that um, aren't necessarily exclusive to America, but certainly make it trickier for us to understand the references, isn't there? Also, one thing I do want to point out, um, the casino worker, or one of them, resists Joey when when he says, how are you doing to her? It's the woman who replaces his hand twin. Yeah. Um, it has no effect on her. And yet it's applied in another episode, isn't it? That that never happens. That, that everybody is sort of um, mm. susceptible to, to being, how are you doing? But yeah. she isn't. She's not interested. Not interested at all. Very businesslike, and jo- but yeah. Joey, I-, I would suggest, is actually too. Fo- he he almost forgets to try and chat her up, doesn't he? Yeah, and he has to sort of go back. So he's so focused on his other business idea, yes, <laughs> that he's uh, forgetting to chat up attractive women that he sees, which is very unlike Joey. And his face, the croupier's face, when when Phoebe says the hand twin thing, is really good, isn't it? That sort of look of like, oh for fuck's sake, yeah. And then when he does the stop it bit, yeah. It's, it's a re- it's a really lovely uh, guest appearance, I'd say. From what's he known for? Thomas Lennon. Yeah, what was he? Uh, he was in a TV show with Matthew Perry actually uh, oh. later on called The Odd Couple, which ran for three seasons um, on CBS. That's all I've got for you. Um, he's in lots of films. He's in lots of bits and bobs. He's in Night at the Museum, uh, Baywatch. Oh. Um, Reno 911, playing Lieutenant Jim Dangle. Jim Dangle. Jim Dangle's a good name, isn't it? Basically, he's done all right for himself. He's done absolutely fine, mate. And he's in MTV's The State. These A lot of these things haven't really travelled, I'd say, across here that well, have they? He's clearly absolutely fine. He's, he's one of those faces you definitely recognise, isn't he? He's a very yeah, recognisable, yeah. uh, recognisable face. Uh, but it is a good little a good little turn, and that's sort of the the that is Joey and the hand twin, isn't it? That's that's that yeah. sort of done. Um, we never really get a resolution to it. He just gets kicked out, and then presumably gives up, despite previously denied. thinking that this is literally going to make him 
He, he referenced that he will make him a millionaire. Yeah, which is why I just find the whole thing bizarre that he's sort of so convinced that not only is it a thing to have a hand to him, but also that anyone's asked enough to make them celebrities off the back of it. Well, yeah, nobody really ever asks the crucial question of how do you plan to make this money? Like, what would the show be, you know? Yeah. It's very vague. He sort of says, showcased in, a, in some entertainment venue. And it's sort of like, yeah, what are, what, what are we doing? Just looking at hands. Hmm. Um, but of course, let's let's not dig too deeply into that. All right, well, let's have a small advertorial break, shall we? Yes. And then discuss the main plots of this episode. It's an S-Pod thing. The podcast revisiting S-Club 7's insane TV show. Yeah, I can't imagine anyone's binge-watched this, anyone who's not on drugs. <laughs> Thank you for bringing this into my life. Uh, it was honestly <laughs> truly appalling. Guests help me analyse the show in more detail than anyone ever asked for. It feels weird to me to say the phrase sex object in a show that <laughs> was aimed at six-year-olds. Do you think Do you think there's one of the problems with this show is that seven is too much? It's an S-Pod thing from Great Big Owl. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Which couple would you like to do first? The Odd Couple, starring Thomas Lennon and Matthew Perry. <laughs> no, um, let's do that. I think let's get Monica and Chandler out of the way, because as I sort of alluded to earlier, and as Amy says in her request, it is quite, it's quite, they're quite boring, aren't they, when they're in love? Yeah, and also, at the start of this, where Chandler walks past Monica with his bag over his shoulder and he says he's going home, like he's just being so petulant and sulky like oh you don't even want to spend time with me yeah i mean it does kind of go i i, I can t- a tiny bit sympathize with the fact that again they're supposed to be on their anniversary and she's she's just playing craps on her own yeah um, you'd be a bit annoyed but to be honest going back i think the whole thing is like blown out wildly out of proportion like all she's actually done is had lunch with an ex-boyfriend yeah. That's it, isn't it? Like, we can all be grown-ups about that, right? There's one line where Chandler says that Monica um, couldn't live without the Chand love. And I just sort of thought, oh, that's gross. Yeah, it's 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 a bit too much, the whole thing, isn't it? 
can I flag that um, Monica almost definitely wouldn't have a Vegas wedding, right? Because there's no planning involved. Yeah, her personality does not allow for that level of spontaneity, right? Yeah, she'd want everything planned meticulously. She's clearly got this idea of her dream wedding. She's not the sort of spontaneous person, I don't think, who would suddenly be like, yeah, okay, let's get yeah. married right now in a jumper that we stole from a shop. Yeah, the, the, the shoplifting's a curious one, isn't <laughs> it? It really is, yeah. It really is. <laughs> They're not subtle about it, are they? I mean, no. she's visibly not pregnant when she walks into that room. And then she... I mean, I've, I don't shoplift, Pete. I can't say I'm an expert Don't in you? It, but no, but I can't imagine if I were to shoplift... I think I'd just be... I'd try a different technique. You'd start small as well, wouldn't you? Yeah, just lift up my dress and just chuck it under there. Feels yeah. a bit... Like, clearly quite a small shop, isn't it? Having said all that, they get away with it, don't they? So they do, yeah. Maybe you've got to be more um, audacious in your shoplifting. Little tip there from Friends with Friends. And the little um, the little moment where they roll the dice and it's on the edge of a four and a five, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, and the, it's a four... And the mushy kind of Everybody music rising. Somebody, somebody. Yeah, I just um, maybe it's maybe I'm being cold-hearted, but it was just all a bit. Maybe being cold-hearted after a year of self-isolation is what you're saying, Pete. Yeah, maybe. maybe <laughs> Without the so. touch of another human. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the other thing about it is, it's just I think it is just that they're a bit. Chandler's a bit wet when he's with Monica. Monica's character doesn't really change too much, but they do sort of dull each other, don't they? When, yeah. especially in this early stage, when they're just like, "Oh, isn't it? Isn't it lovely?" Because their only sort of friction storyline-wise are things like this Richard storyline, where they're quite petty fallings out that I don't really care about. You know, like I want funny fallings out, not just Chandler being really upset about Richard. Oh, there's another. All those other ones, Richard Simmons's, and all those references as well. I'd also say that. You, the the reason that the end of this episode works so well and why I think it's such a great cliffhanger is because you kind of be forgiven for expecting that Chandler and Monica going to get married would be the climax of this series, right? right? You'd yeah. think, right, well, that's enough. That's where this is heading. Yeah. And obviously, as we'll come on to in just a moment, that's not the case. And that's why I think it works so well. I like the way you're teeing up the twist at the end of uh, yes, one of the as biggest if no one knows what of Friends. Yeah. <laughs> as if the people listening to this podcast are going to be like, oh, I wonder what happens there but at the can end. Can you imagine how huge that moment was when uh, you first yeah. watched it? I remember watching it, mate. This is yeah. it. This is this is the sort of time when I was, I think this was the first season I properly watched, or maybe the end of season four, like on the television on a Thursday night. Um, but yeah, it is. It's a, it's a good twist, isn't it? It's a good big twist. Before we get to that twist, though, we must ask the important question. Why does Chandler have a condom in his wallet that's been there since he was 12? Yes, you'd think at some point in the, I don't know, 18 years that followed, you'd uh, you'd have had a wallet clear out. Oh, I would suggest if he's still rocking the same wallet he had when he was 12. <laughs> like, what is it? He's probably got one of those file faxes. <laughs> a, mini, a mini fun fax or whatever they're called. But, I mean, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't imagine that I would rock the same wallet I had when I was 12. So that means he's got a new wallet probably at some point. And he has actively transferred the condom over. Yeah, um, it's 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 it goes unnoticed. And Monica, I, I feel like Monica would be more disgusted by that fact. You know? Yeah, I think so. Um, their their run at the craps table is very implausible as well, isn't it? We're led to believe they get about seven in a row exactly right. Yes, on the rolling <laughs> literal rolling of a dice, which famously isn't a sort of fifty fifty guarantee. Yeah, really defying some odds there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, of course, they pop over to the chapel where 
we join the twist, but we'll come to the twist at the end of the episode, Pete, because I don't want to, I don't want any spoilers here in the podcast app, all right? Oh, no, of course. So we'll leave the Monica and Chandler storyline just as they're about to get to the chapel to get married, okay? And we'll return to it when we get to the end of the next storyline, which is Ross and Rachel, which I'd say is definitely the biggest main headline story of, of this episode, isn't it? So it starts, we get the recap, don't we, at the start of... of Previously on Friends. Previously on Friends. Jennifer Aniston says, is it? I can't remember. It is, it, yeah. um, and yeah, we get all that background, which does seem like a long time ago now. The Her dancing around naked, him thinking she wants to have sex and kicking off his shoes. It's all, it's, it's objectively cringeworthy, isn't it? Yeah. But then they've gone on this sort of prank run on the plane, which has ended with, and this has always sat slightly strangely with me. The the sort of headline prank is Ross has drawn on her face. Yes. It's not that bad, is it? <laughs> like, no. of all the things he could have done, like, it's not even like he's written a rude word on her face where you, you would be a bit more embarrassed. It's just a sort of slightly childish drawing. And she's so mad at him. Well, if you were blissfully unaware, and then the moment you walked into a building, a child pointed and laughed at your face, I yeah. think you'd immediately think, hang on, something's up here. And instead, Rachel's like, ah, kids love me. Yeah, <laughs> kids love my stupid face. Um, I mean, there's there's the obvious question that we must address, and, uh, and uh, I'm sure we'll get a number of messages saying, guys, don't worry about it, it's TV. But how does she get it off in the end? It's true. And how does well, Ross get the pen off in the end? Yeah, this, that's beyond this episode, isn't it? No, it's the next episode, but it's the following morning. They wake yeah. up and they don't have it's complete. Their faces are completely clean, and I just feel like if you know, we've gone through this whole saga of of it's that it's literally impossible. I mean, that's before we get to the pen company who have apparently made a pen that deliberately doesn't wash off human skin <laughs> on the phone. They're like, "Yep, do you know what? It just doesn't come off skin." Also, isn't it nice to have a Rachel and Ross plot that's actually fun? And yes. the, then I know there's some tension between them because of this, but it's all quite lighthearted and it's just nice that they're being nice to each other. Yeah, it melts away with booze, doesn't it? And it's it's it is a it's a really funny scene, the funny the scene where they're I mean, A, let's be honest, doing the drunk acting, which isn't ultimately convincing. It's very over the top, but it's a really nice sequence when they're in that in that bedroom and there's so many sort of like bits, 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 you know, the her her ringing down, I forgot to dial and the door knock immediately and Ross goes that must be our alcohol and beers again one of my favourite lines in this episode yeah and then also the Joey when Joey hey it's just Joey it's just just Joey and Rachel goes Joey lives with the duck there's just a lot of like some really nice sequence also there's a picture on the wall behind them above the bed that's wonky which is implied that that sort of happened because they're having such a crazy time in the room that they're almost being quite destructive to it like (laughs) that is a hell of a drunken night in a hotel room they've got there quickly as well haven't they drunk ones like they've really turned from quite sober early in the evening to incredibly drunk on well that's all of us on our first nights out isn't it yeah 100 yeah 100 percent. but that's only on one mini bar as well like yeah. mini bars don't traditionally have loads of loads of booze in it do they but they do have nuts they do have macadamia nuts i when i went to vegas the first thing i did was open the mini bar and picked out a bottle of vodka very expensive bottle of vodka is about a hundred dollars or something uh, before very quickly realising it was one of those fridges with the sensors oh, in it. Oh, no. <laughs> and so that was my first Vegas purchase. Nice. Absolute disaster. I was livid. Uh, the way Ross reacts to the minibar prices, like when she starts eating the macadamia nuts, he looks he looks like she's financially ruining him, you know? Yes. <laughs> like they're like $10,000. They'll be about $8, which is too much for a tiny pot of nuts. But he looks forlorn, doesn't he? He does. I just... 
I, I just really like the fact that they... We've got so used to any storyline involving them as a couple being really aggy and yeah. causing, like, having a knock-on effect on how the others feel and stuff. It's just nice that there's a funny Rachel and Ross story. Yeah, no, it is. It's a really nice sort of season ender in terms of the vibe, isn't it? And of course, leads to uh, this great cliffhanger, which is sort of the peak of their their relationship to this point. Yeah, absolutely. We must discuss Bob Saget very briefly. Yes, strange reference. It's the second time that Bob Saget's been referenced. Who's Bob Saget then? He's a comedian, TV right. presenter type. We just—he's not—he's not big here, is he? American comedian, actor, television host, director. He was in the sitcom Full House and hosted America's Funniest Videos from 1989 to 1997. Oh, he's also. Oh, yeah, he is also the voice of Old Ted in How I Met Your Mother. Have you watched How I Met Your Mother? No. But in the one with Russ. He is also referenced. And like, it's worth you getting some pictures of Bob Saget up and see if you think he looks like David Trimmer. Because if you remember the bit in the one with Russ, where Phoebe goes, doesn't he remind you of someone to Rachel? And she goes, uh, Bob Saget? So another direct sort of doesn't David well, he's always Trimmer in glasses. look like Bob Saget? I don't... They, I don't. Every photo yeah. in, in glasses, which Ross doesn't wear. Perhaps we're missing a joke. Turns out, through a, a, a tiny bit of digging, they actually changed this in some of the non-English trans- dubbed versions of Friends because clearly, no um, one got it. Bob Saget is not relevant. So, for example, in the German version of this episode, Phoebe guesses that Ross has come dressed as Tom Selleck. <laughs> what? <laughs> Which is weird for a oh, number no, of reasons. Oh no, friends are self-aware. Yeah. <laughs> but again, I, I'm struggling to put together why that works as well. Yeah, <laughs> like he doesn't. Tom Selleck is very famous for one thing, and Ross doesn't have a mustache in no. in this bit. It's very, it's it's odd, very odd. Also, having googled, uh, it's just told me that Bob Saget did the American version of a mass singer. I mean, our Ameri- this is definitely one of those segments where where our American listeners are going, oh, he's really famous. What you Stop talking about Bob Saget. Bob Saget, you British fools. We're sorry. <laughs> we are British fools. But yeah, it's, it's just a slightly strange sequence that's n- never really landed with me. Also, Phoebe guessing that Rachel is the Mexican revolutionary general Pancho Villa. Yes, <laughs> some niche references. Really niche reference. Um, that just sort of gets thrown away like everyone... Again, maybe... This is a cultural thing of America in the 90s where, oh, if you've got a funny moustache, don't you look a bit like Pancho Villa, you know? But not really one that's on my radar, Pete, if I'm honest. No, me too. So we get to the uh, cliffhanger, don't we? Monica and Chandler arrive at the chapel and, you know, it's it's made very clear how easy it is to get married in Vegas if this is if this is to be believed. Yes, sort of just walk in, get it done, drive through. Well, it doesn't even take their names at reception, you know? Like, I'd have thought at least they'd be like, okay, what's your name? And so I can pass it on to the people that are doing the wedding. But they're just, it seems to be that you can just walk in and, and do it with zero sort of paper records. Dave, my parcel's here. <laughs> One moment. Everybody loves somebody somehow. Do, 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 do. I'm back, Dave. This is exciting, Peter. We're going to do a live unboxing, like on YouTube. Well, you already know what's in there. Two bucks, isn't it? 
Yeah, just a couple of books. I'll leave it. That's that's excitement for later. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Don't I've wanna, got a quiz to do. Don't want to pack it all into this uh, one one hour period, doing. Exactly. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, we've got a quiz to do in a second, haven't we? Thanks to Amy. But before we do, we should reveal the cliffhanger for those people listening that don't know what happens at the end. Spoiler. Chandler and Monica go to get married, but hang on, someone's already busy getting married. And who is it, Dave? Dun, dun, dun. Bob Saget and Panto Villa. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's Ross and Rachel, isn't it? They've got drunk yeah. and got married. Um, and there we leave season five of Friends. It is, it's a great cliffhanger, actually. Like that, Friends is in a golden era of cliffhangers after the, London the previous season, and now this. That's two very strong consecutive season enders, isn't it? And what's the one coming? It's Chandler and Monica's actual engagement. Chandler and after Monica's this. engagement is next. Yeah. Uh, shall we do the quiz though, Pete? Yes, yeah, so this is provided by Amy, but not bad Amy. It's Amy who requested the episode. New Amy. New Amy. Um, and we can play some together because she's kindly sent the answers in a separate bit. Oh, great. So, uh, well, question one, we've got a point here already, Dave. Yes. Pancho Villa. Y- yes, and? Bob Saget? Yeah, correct. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Didn't even need to ask the question. Great. Um, question two. Chandler says that he and Monica will get married here tonight if she hits what roll with the dice? It is a hard eight, Peter. So right. does that mean a four and a four? A f- two fours, yeah, I believe. Right, okay. Um, yes, that's right. I don't know anything about casinos, by the way. My knowledge of hard eights comes solely from friends. <laughs> um, me too. I also know nothing. What does Chandler suggest could be Monica's something old? Old is the condom, right? Yes, yes, the wallet, the, the wallet condom since since twelve, yeah. Uh, condom, he's had his wallet since he was twelve. Yeah, um, what a weirdo! What song does Chandler hum, thinking that it's the wedding march? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, uh, the graduate, the graduation song is what Monica calls it, isn't it? Again, not not very much for us, is it? We don't know it's that. Mm, it's the right answer. Dun, 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 dun. It's Land of Hope and Glory, isn't it? Off of the proms. Okay. That's yeah. how we know it. But um, The graduation we, song is the answer that we were required to get. Great. And question five. How do Ross and Rachel address each other immediately after getting married? Uh, Mr. Ross the, and Mrs. Rachel. Yeah, do we need it? the exact wording, I was going to say. Why, hello, Mr. Ross. Well, hello, Mrs. Rachel. Uh, Mrs. Ross and Mr. Rachel. Tick, tick, Bam. tick. Well done. done. Lovely quiz. Smashed um, it. Good episode, isn't it? I think well done, everybody, for, 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 for suggesting that. Yeah, very good. Oh, do you want to know what's next? Do you know what, Pete? I was about to ask you, what's next? The next episode that we will be doing comes from Emma, and it is The One Where Rachel Quits. The One Where Rachel Quits. So we're going back again. Season 3, episode 10. If you want to watch that ahead of next week's a podcast... We would very much welcome that. Uh, we're going to do something exciting soon, aren't we, Pete? Yes. Oh, are we saying what it is? No, it's good, that, isn't it? Because we haven't okay. we haven't completely finalised what we're doing, have we? But No, it requires quite a lot of planning. But basically, this series will conclude no time soon. It's fine. We've got quite a few episodes to go yet. But it will conclude with something exciting. A trip to Vegas for everybody. <laughs> Everyone that's listened will get all expenses paid trip to Vegas. And a steak dinner. And a steak dinner. <laughs> Uh, See you next week. Goodbye. GreatBigOwl.com 
softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 